Welcome to Let's Humanize the Workplace. This is the, I think this is the 32nd episode of Let's Humanize the Workplace. And my name is Vivian Aqua, the Workplace Wellness Advocate. And um, I'm doing this broadcast just to show some inspiration, but also just to show some inspiring guests to talk about how we all can humanize the workplace, especially now. Uh, where we all need each other, where we all need the employees, but also the employees to connect and unite together so that we can beat, you know, go through this challenging uh, period. So my name is Viviana Aqua, the Workplace Wellness Advocate. And if you would like to share, or if you would just like to connect with people or just tag people within this post, be my guest, know that you're more than welcome to ask your questions during this episode. And what I normally do is I'm going to check on LinkedIn and see if everything is working. So just give me a second. I can see that something is live. I, yes. If you would like to share. Sorry. And I also uh, can see that a few people are watching. So if you're watching, you want a shout out, just let me know so that I can give you a shout out and know that you know you can follow me on you can follow this broadcast on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, and on Facebook. So just let me know where you're from. Um, I'm currently broadcasting from Amsterdam and my guest speaker is from the States and she, I will leave it up to her to share where she's, uh, where she's from, right? But before I start with her, I want to share something about the kindness that I'm seeing at the moment. So I'm going to highlight the kindness acts that I'm seeing during this COVID lockdown. Um, Starbucks. I'm going to give my kudos to Starbucks because being in this being working from home working with a child working with maybe your 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 caregiver or caretaker of your parents or or family members it can be challenging and if you don't know how to deal with that it can also be exhausting and it can also be challenging for your mental state and that's why your mental well-being and that's why i want to give kudos to starbucks for uh, providing their employees but in the us i hope they also do that abroad like in europe or in other states but um, first of all, I just want to say my kudos to Starbucks for setting an example and providing their employees in the U.S. mental health care, right, mental health benefits, but also not only their employees, but also their family members. So it goes beyond that because once, you know, if you're, um, if you're affected in your mental well-being, it can also be affected, it can also reflect towards your family members. So um, if you're a Starbucks employee, know that this is out there and um i hope that other companies are following because this situation that we are all in can be challenging and if you don't have the right tools or don't have the right support it can definitely have a strain on your mental well-being and other aspects in your well-being so uh again my kudos to starbucks i was also talking about uh with the guest speaker about gratitude how gratitude is so important for now so i found this post i think i found this post on facebook and i can't remember it where anywhere but um i try to do this on a daily basis with my partner with my son to just share what we are grateful for that day and i am grateful for the fact that my family members are alive and well. I'm grateful for that we have each other and I'm grateful for the valuable time that we're spending with each other. So try to look 
towards the positive things that uh, that this lockdown has given you and also try to uh, remind yourself the gratitude that you have in your life because um, Lisa, 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 sorry, Lisa Atkins already shared that gratitude builds your resilience. And I'm going to ask her uh, more, more information about this because she, she is a role model and I look up to her and I only met her just once. And after that, um, after that, I've been following her on LinkedIn and on Twitter, of course, but um, she has so many, you know, so much inspiring things to share regarding this topic. So um, if you want to learn more about gratitude, know that it's very easy to start. You only have to look in the positive things and look into what you're grateful for and make it a, make it a daily habit, make it a family habit or make it a family thing so that everybody can share what they're grateful for. Um, for me, it gives me hope. It's, it's positive and it fills my heart with so much joy. So I'm grateful for my family and for the time that we're spending together. And also I'm grateful for that. I've been with my partner for 10 years. I know it's outside of LinkedIn, but we had to celebrate this um, this event this weekend. And uh, I was planning, or we were planning to go outside, spend some time alone without my son, without uh, our son. But we, I'm happy that we still managed to spend, you know, some time for ourselves, but also spend some time with our son and celebrate our 10-year relationship. So I'm grateful for that. Um, the next thing that I wanted to share was um, a lot of people are struggling with the fact that they are working remotely because they are not accustomed to. And I found out this um, this research from Buffer. And angelists, and this was prepared before the co uh, the COVID lockdown. Note that um, if your people are not accustomed to working, you know, from a distance, or not accustomed to working from home, especially when they have other challenges at home, provide them the tools, provide them uh, enough material, but also stay in touch with them so that they know that they are part of a part of the company and so that they know that are, they are not alone dealing with this challenge. So with no further ado, I want to bring up my guest speaker, Lisa, and I'm going to highlight her in the solo mode where I'm going to share something, some kind of words about Lisa. So Lisa Atkins. Lisa Atkins is a coach, facilitator, teacher, and inspirer. She loves it when a group sings. And I want to know about what kind of song are they singing in a group? She focuses on improving the performance of top leadership teams through insightful facilitation and organization systems coaching, helping them to unknot difficult multi-departments impediments in her definition of happy. Welcome, Liza. Thank you, thank you. You know, my parents named me an interesting name. Mm -hmm. And I think it is a, it's an indication of what I'm supposed to do in my whole life, which is all around conflict. Because mm -hmm. I have the issue that when someone pronounces my name the way it's spelled, I have to then ask myself, am I going to say how my name really is pronounced? So did I say it, did I say it right? Did I say it right? <laughs> you, you said it phonetically correctly, okay. but not how my parents named me. It is it is spelled Liza or Lisa, but mm -hmm. it's pronounced Lisa. So there you go. <laughs> no Lisa. worries. No worries. Lisa. From it now happens, on, I've learned. <laughs> it happens all the time, and I think that um, I really honor you, Vivian. I just so I want us to 
I don't want anything to be between us. I think that's an important thing these days. Nothing between us. O yeah. Only love. Only love and the connection, so, right? So that's right. Starting off with the first question, what is your connection with humanizing the workplace? I've been in the agile coaching space for about um, 10 or 12 years now, 14 years as an agilist overall, but mm -hmm. um, I guess I'm most well known for agile coaching and for helping agile coaches get the skills they need. And here's why we all found out that we were human all at the same time in the workplace and it didn't necessarily um, go all that smoothly. <laughs> you know, when uh, not everyone works in an agile way, but when people do work in an agile way, we, we put these small teams of people together, we put them immediately in touch with the business people who need something built. And then we sort of shake and stir and hope it goes well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, um, and for it to go well, oftentimes people need to learn ways of relating. I just saw that the, the biggest 20%, the biggest issue with working remotely is communication yeah. and collaboration, right? Well, isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that the deal breaker with everything that is uh, that, we, <laughs> that we are challenged with, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, that, that was the biggest one in person yeah. too. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. not, a, not a big surprise there. Um, and I think we are in a time that we just can't ignore. This time is going to shift us mm -hmm. and shift the way we think about work. Yeah. Um, I think it's this is a time when pretty much every human being is going to know what it's like to experience anxiety, mm -hmm. even those people who haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Before. And that's that's a, a very interesting point that you bring up because there is this stigma. Re regarding people who are challenged with their mental, mental well-being, whereas from now on, I hope that this stigma will disappear because everybody has been through this this stage at the moment, right? right? Yeah. Right. yeah. And, plenty, and plenty of people do this thing where they say, well, just buck up or compartmentalize your feelings or whatever. And mm -hmm. that, we know, leads to... Um, mental illness later. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just now yeah. or later, which one do you want? Yeah. And it's yeah. not, it's, it's now we have the chance to not become ill from it, to mm -hmm. be able to learn how to process anxiety as it's happening. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think it's, um, I mean, I just, on one hand, I want to say there's going to be a silver lining from this. And on the other mm -hmm. hand, I just want to immerse ourselves in the fact that we have just passed 755 thousand worldwide cases of COVID-19 and I don't know about you but I've been watching these numbers pretty um, frequently mm -hmm. and I notice in myself that when I hit refresh on my browser yeah. I'm guessing what the number is going to be and I'm hoping it's not as bad as I'm thinking and it's almost always higher mm -hmm. than that yeah my although in math class, my mind could understand exponential curves. Mm -hmm. I find that my body and my emotions don't. True. So I think it's important for us to immerse ourselves in this moment and not move away from it too quickly. Yeah. With tips or tricks or whatever. Um, so, I mean, do you mind doing that for a moment with me? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah, and for everyone else out there, just come along with us for a moment. Mm -hmm. Let's just imagine that 
there are at least 755,000 people and their families and their communities, and probably many more than that, who are suffering right now. Mm -hmm. And as you imagine that, oh, whew, I don't know about you, but I can already feel my body tensing up. Yeah. Yeah. Where is it for you, Vivian? For me, it's the sadness. It's the yeah. sadness that um, we could have done so much from mm -hmm. learning from this experience. We, I, I, I blame myself in a way that it was a problem that happened in China. And it didn't affect me until it practically, you know, in this country. And I felt from now on that I never should have that ostrich behavior where I put my head yeah. in the sand. Mm. Uh, because you never know what can happen to you. And I don't want to scare myself, but I am cautious about mm. what happened to me. And I feel also some anger towards leaders, towards uh, scientists, that there was this, there was a virus before co uh, COVID, right? There was SARS. Right. And that could have also gotten beyond borders, but it stayed, it, it, it stayed within China. So I learned from that situation, like, are we, are, is the, is the media showing us the truth? Is the media telling us the truth? And I still have that, the same, the same thing now. Uh, but I also know that a lot of people have lost their family members and what are we doing towards them? And now, especially now, is the time to show humanity. So uh, I almost wanted to change, uh, let's humanize the work, the work, the world instead of the workplace, because mm -hmm. I feel like we need, we need each other right now. I think we you're right. Need. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. And and the places your mind is going and the how fast your mind is going from one to the next to the next yeah. is a really common thing yeah. mm -hmm. when faced with something overwhelming like this. Mm -hmm. I know I have certainly felt that. And yeah. and like I went to the grocery store for my family and for my parents this morning. And um I gotta tell you, the grocery store is just weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, there's a, there's a weird feeling there. We're sort of all afraid to, to be near each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reason. Yeah. Um, the shelves are mm -hmm. empty in certain parts of the grocery store, which makes me really sort of like, uh, get the feeling of, oh my gosh, something really horrible is mm -hmm. happening. Right. And so I'm aware as we're talking about this and as I sort of call up my experience this morning at the grocery store, that my entire abdomen is like has like a rock in it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just noticing that. And for any of you out there and for Vivian also, as you're, mm -hmm. as you're noticing where your mind goes, do this, notice where your body goes. Cause a lot of what we're dealing with right now cannot be processed logically, but mm -hmm. it can be processed through the body. Yeah. And what would you recommend for those who yeah. are feeling some tension? Because I can imagine yeah. that, us doing or you doing this exercise mm -hmm. right now can leave some tension. What can people do to? Let's do it. Let's let's yeah. do it. Let's just mm -hmm. do it live. And so I'll be, I'll do it with you. Yeah. And with everyone else out there. So, mm -hmm. um, so that you don't get an anxiety buildup when you mm -hmm. notice your mind is racing and you feel fear. 
or you feel anything else that feels like an overwhelm, then just stop the thoughts. Go ahead and do that right now, everyone. Stop the thoughts and notice where does my body feel constricted? For me, it's in my stomach right below my rib cage. <sighs> notice where that is for you and just breathe into it. And here's the thing that I learned recently is that emotions are simply energy in motion. Mm -hmm. if, we, if we let them move through, if when we let them get stuck, that's when we have difficulty in our lives. So just notice whatever this is for you, label it fear, anxiety, anger, whatever it is coming up for you and just let it be there and breathe. We're gonna breathe for five breaths. And as you're breathing, just notice if it changes a little bit. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. For me, my stomach isn't that tight balloon anymore. It's a little softer. And you might find that in yourself. And now what Vivian, you call the zebra shake? Yeah, so you know, like an animal shakes it off in the wild when it's been chased by a lion or something. <laughs> yeah, so just that, just that. Acknowledge what is located in your body, breathe through it, and shake it off. And then for me, and then for me right now, like noticing that in this very moment, I am safe. Don't know what the future holds, but in this very moment right now, I am safe. And if you can say that to yourself, say that to yourself. <sighs> you have a, a digital hug from Karen Bronze. I wanted to share oh. that with you. So thank you, Karen, for oh, thank uh, you, Karen. sharing the hugs. Yeah. I know Karen from our Agile Coaching Institute classes. <laughs> yeah. Great to see you. Regarding um, how to lead with Agile at the moment, mm. what would you share what managers could use right now? Well, the, the basic ideas of Agile, whether or not you're using Agile in your workplace are pretty darn useful right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, here in a nutshell, it's this, decide what matters, work on what matters, and close the loop on the rest. Yeah. Just put it aside for now. Um, Focus is one of the core values of Scrum, which is one of the main Agile frameworks that's used mm -hmm. in the world. You know, focus is important. And focus is a way of working with overwhelm. You know. And I think um, during a global challenge like COVID, 
one of the most important things we could do is to work with our physical states for managers and for other people, anyone, mm -hmm. everyone in the workplace to notice when their nervous system is a bit activated. Notice when they think other people's nervous systems might be a bit activated and do something like we just did. Now, we're not necessarily gonna be in the same physical space for a while, but that doesn't mean we can't do this. Yeah. I mean, social isolation doesn't mean that we have to, or sorry, is it? Yeah, social isolation doesn't mean that you have to socially disconnect. That's right. right. We're even connecting now with each other. Absolutely. And I feel lighter after mm -hmm. you doing the exercise. So I, I, I love what you did. Yeah. I hadn't realized how much I was still holding in my body mm -hmm. from the grocery store four hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. These things will build up. And so like maybe, maybe a, a pro tip at this point is, you know, start every online meeting mm -hmm. with with everyone taking 10 breaths together or everyone yeah. doing a zebra shake or yeah. or just asking the question, how are you really? Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. yeah. I think that um, it's useful for us to build up our resilience right now. We, Definitely. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I'm living in the United States. I am aware that I am about to see a wave of death happen. And I don't know how I'm going to work with that, honestly. Yeah. But I, but I do know that I can attend to my physical, emotional, mental, spiritual mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. I can attend to those states. Yeah. And my practice right now, honestly, is letting it all come in and letting it all flow through me and not get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe so, too. And especially for those who, um, I mean, what we're dealing right now, I, I'm born in the 80s. And it's weird that my son is, is um, facing this as a child. But then again, I feel like the world has prepared us for this moment so that we we have the tools to stay connected we have it's not war it's not that we have to hide for people the only thing is that we have to turn inwards and 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 build upon that connection and at least reach out to people so that we let them know that we are there for them but also let them know that we need help and if you need help ask for help because now now is the time that people uh, can be there for you, can support you whenever you need. Yep. In our neighborhood, and we, we, I live in a small neighborhood. It only has mm -hmm. 30, 35 houses in it. Yeah. But I only know like four neighbors. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we see each other, we wave, but we've and we have a potluck once a year. It tends to be at my house, and everyone says, mm -hmm. oh, we should do this more often, and somehow it never happens until, yeah. next, until next year. I get sort of like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to do it again. Well, my friend and I down the street about two weeks ago decided to create a WhatsApp group. Mm -hmm. And we put a flyer on everyone's mailbox and we said, you know, we're going to potentially need each other. Now, this, yeah. was, this was two weeks ago when a lot more Americans were like, oh, this is such an overreaction. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. Well, now we're getting to the point where we might literally need one another. Mm -hmm. And I think it is super important to, I, I, I was nervous to put that 
fly around people's mailboxes. People are like so insular and their nuclear mm -hmm. families are so tight and they just stay in their homes. And um, I felt like, who am I to intrude on people's thought process with this? But then I thought, you know, we might get down to something way more basic here. Mm -hmm. And the way more basic thing is that someone might be shutting their house sick and not be able to go out and get something to eat. Yes. Yeah. And if we were connected, I or someone else could do that. And my goodness, if my husband and I get sick or one of us gets sick and we quarantine this whole house, mm -hmm. we're not even going out for food anymore. We're going to need people. Yeah. In fact, I will need people to go get groceries from my parents who live yeah. 10 minutes down the street. So like, there's a way in which we might be able to, I don't want to say rebuild because I don't feel like building what we had before is necessarily the, the best advantage. Maybe reconnect. Yeah. Or reimagine what community mm -hmm. can be. Yeah. And it's not only in my physical neighborhood, it's what we're doing right now. And mm -hmm. all these people that have joined us today, this is a yeah. community. Yeah. So many of our communities are online for those of us who are in yes. this sort of work. Um, in white collar jobs, online work. So we can stay connected. We can ask for help. I, I love how you said ask for help. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. we're sort of afraid to ask for help and maybe that's going to become a super skill. That's a good thing because yeah. not a lot of people are used to asking for help, but also not a lot of people are... Um, I come from a family or I come from a family where you did everything with the family, you did everything with the elders and everybody's ha helping each other. Mm -hmm. So the the proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. It was literally there. But since ever since my parents moved from uh, towards the Netherlands and I've been born and raised here, it's, it's there is a different vibe. Whereas I'm going to back to Ghana I feel like everybody there is my auntie, everybody there is my uncle, and they are because they look after each other as a big family. And we need we need some kind of part from, from that back to reconnect with society. So the example that you shared, creating a WhatsApp group, creating a, um, a group where you stay connected with each other, it's a good example for you to connect and even create a Facebook group if that's working better, right? Whatever group you want to create, as long as you are, you know that you're not alone and that you have support. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing. I think that this, um, I, I'm so aware of my privilege because I mm -hmm. get to actually take the pause that I feel like mother nature has thrown our way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have to go stock shelves in the grocery store to feed my family. Yeah. Um, for example, and every, you know, yeah. like, you know, as I said to the grocery store this morning, every single person I passed who was working, I would just said, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I started mm -hmm. saying it inwardly because they got a little bit tired of me saying outwardly <laughs> um, because they don't necessarily want to be there. Yeah, I understand that. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and at the same time, without them there, like they're, they are the heroes of society for mm -hmm. me right now, the people who are yeah. stocking the shelves in the grocery store and the yeah. people who are working with the people who were sick. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, these are the these are the jobs that are the least paid yeah. in our society, and yeah. now these are the most important people to me ever. Yeah, and I think that that something like that is worth noticing. Yeah, it's like as we go through this time together, and we're starting to notice how the old systems didn't work very well. I really, really hope we don't just 
catapult or boomerang ourselves back into those old systems. And that we change, we, we change, yeah. we change the way we respect them. We change the way that we look upon yeah. them because here in the Netherlands, the teachers have been pleading for more pay for what the burden that they are carrying, right? And mm -hmm. we, as I, myself as a parent, I know the burden that they carry times 30 uh within one class and i'm just like okay the first day that my son is going to school my the teachers there will be get it i will giving them a gift box saying thank you saying i love you saying everything that i should have said because i took the, i feel in a way i took them for granted and now i know that i have to mm -hmm. support the teachers yeah. in my way so if all of those teachers watching know that i'll be doing this definitely for sure so Going back to our, I know that we shifted a, a, a bit and it's needed for, for this COVID mm -hmm. um, reaction, but um, how can, maybe this, in the meantime, how can managers lead their team from good to great? I think managers need to just chill out right now. Mm -hmm. I think we all need to just chill out right now. The, the, the yeah. idea that we want to push ourselves from good mm -hmm. to great or even from better to better to better right now is going against the grain of what's happening. So I've heard. Thank from you for sharing that. Can you, uh, sorry to be, to be, <laughs> no, I want you to reshare that again. Love Please, it. can you share that? Please share that chill out because I am receiving so many messages of yeah. employees that are being not attacked, but being, you know, asked by their managers or directors that business is as usual, but business isn't For as what? usual. For what, I ask. So like, so if I have a, a dear friend, he's an agile coach, he's mm -hmm. working with a COVID-19 response team. Okay. Yeah. Like, like they, and, and even they though were like, we're not mm -hmm. going back the way we were working before. Mm -hmm. Even though they're under tremendous pressure now, they're paying yeah. much more attention to wellness. They're supporting mm -hmm. each other in new ways. Um, you know, so even they, so if, if what you're doing is creating a credit card offer <laughs> or, you know, like what the hell are we doing people? Yeah. I mean, I really want to ask the question, why are we trying to keep business as usual right now? Something new is actually trying to be born and mm -hmm. if we hold still long enough, just long enough, we might glimpse what it is. And so, um, whew. Are you angry? What are you feeling? Are you angry? Are you sad? Oh, are you? No, I, no, no, no. Thank you for asking. I'm, yeah. I'm just actually thinking like, what is the most useful place to to take this? And so let me let me let me ask you a question. Am I mm -hmm. angry or am I sad? Um, uh, I'm I'm energized. Mm -hmm. I'm energized, and I'm um, and I'm energized for us to do something. Mm -hmm that takes more energy than we're used to, which is mm -hmm. sitting still. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. sit still. The the number of people who've told me that this automatic thrust to being online mm -hmm. is worse than being in the workplace is, is astronomical. True. People are saying things like, I'm on back-to-back -back, um, video conferencing <laughs> meetings. Like, it's worse. It's worse than what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, so this is where the, the principles of Agile can come back into play. Like, what are we actually doing? Yeah. And what needs to be done right now?
And, and also the way we are holding our meetings, right? Is it necessary to have that discussion? And is it necessary? I, I feel like people are being kidnapped if uh, if a meeting or a conversation is taking longer than one hour, especially when you're doing something that is out of your comfort, mm-hmm. you have to see that you're taking up maybe twice or maybe three times or maybe four times quadruple the energy of just doing one hour, a one hour conference. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm hoping that there are enough people who have strong virtual facilitation skills mm-hmm. that we can help those interactions not be as bad as what you're talking about mm-hmm. but, I, but i think a lot of them really are yeah i think i think people are being held hostage especially yeah. like this, some of these demands like turn on your camera you don't even feel like you can like take a sip of water you know <laughs> okay i'm gonna take a sip of water right now by the way do that <laughs> no it feels it feels like you're if i mean for some people it feels like they are imprisoned and it's it's just like you're feeling a bit bad for just going downstairs while in the workplace you're walking around, you're taking your coffee or having a chat with your colleague, you're moving around or at least I went outside to just for a walk and now we're constricted in our own four walls. So, um, yeah, I think, I think the four walls makes a difference. Um, I think that we have to recognize people are dealing with working from home. Many Mm -hmm. people have children. Yeah. At home, um, the whole on the move to online um, schooling has mm-hmm. been incredibly challenging for many yeah. families. But I isn't th- it isn't it so that on um, homeschooling it's n- much more normal in the states than here? Here we don't homeschooling. What are you saying? It's not it's not fitting our policy. So no. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, our teachers are now forced to homeschool. Even I. You know, I'm part-time doing this, but I'm also a teacher during the day because I'm helping my son out yeah. as a teacher. Yeah. So, I mean, this has the chance to rewire lots of things. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> although that is a difficult moment for the transition mm-hmm. to online learning, think about the the interactivity that could be possible between parents and teachers when, when we have this yeah, sort definitely. of this shakeup that we're in the middle of. So yeah. that's an example of something that can get rewired. Yeah. And can come out maybe much more positive even after this. I, love, I hope so. I, I like the positive outcome, but what I learned also today is not every family is um, has the means For to sure. have a computer, to have a tablet for, sure. for each child. Yep. Not every family sees connectivity as uh, a necessary item to have to maintain their their family, right? Because they are maybe have a minimal income where they need to sustain themselves and having Wi-Fi, it's not part of their basic needs. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's in the United States, a tremendous number of children get their food from school. Yeah. 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 And those, those lunches and breakfasts and whatnot are now being served in a different way in many places, Mm -hmm. not all places. But there was a moment in time when the school system said, you know, these kids can't think if they don't have fuel in their body. And so that will be a similar thing with Wi-Fi and technology and whatnot. At some point, at some point we'll say, how, how can we have all of our children working for the same thing, right? Now, now, now let me just say, that's so easy for me to say, 
I am a white woman with a really hardworking blue collar family that somehow catapulted her into a white collar job where she's now a business owner. I'm not worried about paying my mortgage for the next few months. I'm not worried about what, where my food is coming from. So everything I'm saying is from that place. Thank I you really need that. to locate myself there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you for sharing that. I also wanted to yeah. bring in Tina. She mentioned a good idea to say thanks to everybody. We have been taking that for granted. And Kimo is saying, I love the passion in this conversation. So thank you. Lisa. <laughs> I hear from you both. <laughs> I love that you're bringing their voices in, Vivian. Yes, of course. Awesome. Of course, without them, there was no show. So yeah. what else do you, because I feel like I have to let go of my script. Is there something else that, yeah. I, that we need to... Well, discuss during this whole situation because yeah um i wanted to talk about feminine leadership is is that is that something that we need right now well, maybe I, I i think maybe where i'm thinking we could go would move into that but how many more minutes do we have vivian let's let's make that little time box plan um we have about let's say it's 30 ish so we have about 10 minutes but we can go over Okay, yeah, so let's, 15 minutes. So. All, right. all right, let's say 10-ish yeah. minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, let me, so I have been receiving so many um, amazing things that people are sharing. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them are poems that were written a while ago. Some of them poems or prose that were yeah. written just in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And so there's a part of this one that I want to share that I think will take us in a potentially interesting direction for where mm -hmm. we are right now, where we find ourselves. It's from Emma Zek. It's a, it's a longer thing. It's the one uh, that you shared with me, right? Hmm. You shared a poem oh, with me. Oh, I did. I did. I had forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what she's talking about is, um, I'm just going to read this piece. Observe this pause. And this is, this is my little side note for those of us who are privileged enough to take a pause. Observe this pause as an opportunity. The same systems we see crumbling in society are being called to crumble in each of us individually. The systems that taught us we are machines that live to produce and we are disposable if we are not doing so. The systems that taught us monetary gain takes priority over humanity. The systems that create our insecurities and then capitalize off of them. What you can do instead is observe this pause as an opportunity. I love it. So that's what I'm up to. I'm up to exactly what she suggested. Like, what are the things, the presumptions, the assumptions I'm not even aware of? What are the mm -hmm. things I operate on that are being called to crumble? No. And I, this is a scary place to go, but this is actually where yin energy takes us. Mm -hmm. When I'm talking about yin energy, there's yin and yang energy. This is borrowing from the Taoists of China. Um, yin energy takes us into the dark place that at first we want to ignore. But it's in that dark place where the next thing is waiting to be born. Mm -hmm. You think about planting a seed, it goes in the soil into the dark for a really long time. Yeah. 
and something new eventually pops up, pops up out of the ground. And so I think that is the gift of the yin energy in leadership um, right now is to not run around aimlessly moving from A to B as if it really mattered. I love that one. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But, but to notice where were we headed? And is that where we want to be headed? Mm -hmm. I know that I don't want to be headed where we were headed before. Yeah. And also keep, keep sanity, right? Because anxiety can be passed upon others. And I see oh, fear so and I see anxious. anger within yeah. some of the communication that employees are getting. They're forwarding towards me and they're getting me and I'm not going to name names, but I see fear and anger. And even there was a sentence where somebody shared that we still have to remain productive. We still have to be billable. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah, for what? Yeah. For, an in, for an institution that was crumbling anyway. Yeah. So, boy, but isn't that scary? Just yeah. even me saying that, even though I've been thinking about that for a long time, just saying it creates that, that fear mm -hmm. um, hardness in my gut again, like I had at the beginning mm -hmm. of this. And so, so you're right that fear is contagious. Mm -hmm. and, and it can be capitalized on just like the notion of humans being machines got capitalized mm -hmm. on, right? And so our, I think our job, each one of us, is to process our own fear so that we don't spread it around because it's yeah. for sure worse than this virus. Yeah. I also got reminded of, you were sharing a quote, and I also got reminded from Astrid, Astrid Klaassen, if you're watching, mm -hmm. shout out. Um, she shared a video of Martin Luther King, and I wanted to share mm. something that he said in his, uh, in his speech, that um, in a real sense of all life, in a real sense, all life is interrelated. All men are caught in, escapable, in an inescapable network of mutality tied in a single garment of destiny. And what struck me the most was whatever affects one directly, it affects all indirectly. I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And I can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. This is the interrelated structure of reality, Martin Luther mm. King Jr. And I was like, I, I played this video over and over and mm -hmm. over and over. And it's it strikes me that something he shared ages ago is so actual for now, for us to yeah. remain connected and remain doing things for our community instead of doing solo actions and thinking only about our, you know, our best interests. I think that we've known as human beings for a long time that we are interconnected. Yeah. I think that when we get scared, <clears throat> we start to pretend like we're not. Yeah. But it but it doesn't make it go away. We're still mm -hmm. all interconnected. Yeah. I mean the I mean how could we doubt it now? Yeah. How could we possibly doubt our interconnectedness now? I mean there's another poem that says we are connected in ways that are terrifying and beautiful. You know, how could we doubt that now? Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that 
we don't have to pretend like there's only one pie. Mm -hmm. And the entire job is to get as much pie as possible stuffed into mm -hmm. our faces. Yeah. <laughs> what weird example. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I yeah. was very visual. It's just like, okay, all this pie coming up towards us. <laughs> Yeah, I can I imagine these people yeah. with like huge jowls and like you know just like a bunch of pie stuff in their faces. Yeah, but that's yeah. how ugly it actually does get. True, true. I mean, and so yeah. so yes, of course. Like there's I, I mean, I keep wondering like how are we going to reestablish economies after this? Yeah. I mean we maybe, will and we can and we have before, so I know we can, but I hope we don't go back to the same metrics. Yeah, true. Because if we do, we're just going to recapitulate the same um, mm -hmm. system that creates yeah. us all as machines that yeah. has that has a manager send to people a note that says, you know, hey, people, you still need to be billable. Let's produce here. Yeah. 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 I hope that we take out, you know, the good things that um, that people are showing right now, but also the good in companies like I have seen positive uh, things like I shared before regarding Starbucks, but also seen positive things like Shopify, where they uh, give their people a a, a ten thousand not ten thousand a thousand fee bonus to just just look uh, just do something design their home office right. So there are companies out there that are showing and demonstrating that they take better care of their employees. So that's the only way to go, right? Well, I mean. We can go the other way, um, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping that that is not sustainable for very much longer. Yeah. You know, there's this wonderful woman, Lynn Twist, and she wrote this book called The Soul of Money. Mm -hmm. It's It's been out for a long time, but I, I've reread it recently. It's been one of my important books in my life. And she says the, the, um, the job of our time is to hospice the death of structures that no longer serve. I love that. And, you know, like a hospice worker with all due care and love and reverence and respect mm -hmm. for what for what has been given, but also not holding on to it, mm -hmm. you know, because I think about what what um, this what I would say an over preoccupation with producing has gotten. Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. It's gotten us. It's gotten us what we're doing right now. You know, we wouldn't be on this video call, you know, on this four, you know, three different platforms, you getting input <laughs> from all kinds of people all yeah. over the world mm -hmm. live, were it not for the the desire to strive, that strive, mm -hmm. drive, that get more, that invent, that create, that that more, 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 more. Mm -hmm. Just that we hit the wall of it and then it became an unhealthy preoccupation. True. That's how I view it. And yeah. so and so there are institutions that along with that probably are in the process of dying. And I I hope that I am compassionate and kind enough to hospice that death. Mm-hmm. That's nicely put. And it also brings me to our, our the final question that I have for you. What is your wish for 2025 when it comes to humanizing the workplace and leadership development or whatever it is that Ooh, you're seeing? That's only five years away. No. 
<laughs> it's less know, than five years away now. A lot, a lot has yeah. happened in these three months or well, in these I was four months, say, right? So yeah. like, I have a 22-year-old daughter and she says, Mom, if you're planning more than three days ahead right now, you're probably wasting your energy. Yeah, true. Um, and I think that is, that is so. I mean, the job right now is to stay in the moment and to mm -hmm. see what's trying to emerge. Um, yeah, I, I was, one of the things I was doing to work with my own fear and anxiety was um, stream of consciousness writing. And I did it right mm -hmm. before we got on the call here. Yeah. And, one, and one of the things I wrote there was like, who would have thought? You know, I was so excited about the beginning of this new year and the beginning of a new decade. Like, oh, a new decade. It's so cool. I'm so mm -hmm. excited about the new decade. Who would have thought that we're going to yeah. be in the middle of this? And then as soon as my pen finished writing those words, the next words that came were, but how else do you start something new? Yeah. You know, That's how? a lesson that we need to learn from yeah. this situation. So I, yeah. I totally agree with what you yeah. shared, but the first three days I was in denial. I was also sad for losing so many good opportunities, but I was also looking towards what, what I shared right with, with gratitude and seeing what I do have instead of what I don't right. have. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know what, I mean, if I, if I, put my wish list out there for 2025 mm -hmm. i would say um we have reorganized our economic activity mm -hmm. to be oriented toward producing value instead of just producing yeah and and that we reorganize our workplaces around what matters be more mindful as yeah. well yeah 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 I have I have a um, somebody who commented Bernie Maya. I don't know if she, you know her. No. Um, as a manager right now, all I see is the need to be compassionate to myself and to my people. So thank you, Bernie, for sharing that yeah. with me. We have another comment. I see. Okay, Karen Bruns. What I'm finding interesting in my coaching practice is people are having trouble to staying in the moment. They found themselves planning ahead so that they don't have to deal with the here and now. Yeah. 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 What we're dealing with is so overwhelming. And, and even for the person in the most denial, mm -hmm. I believe what's going on is that we are, we are understanding we are in a moment of existential risk. Mm hmm that we actually could take a turn for the worse as the human species here. Yeah. Um, people are facing their mortality. Uh, people will do almost anything not to face their mortality. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what Karen is saying about helping her clients stay in the here and now when their mind wants to go elsewhere. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be that way for a while. And I think it's so important to stay in the moment. Cause what it's we also, can, yeah. it, it will also, put a new definition into mindfulness, whereas a lot of people were hesitant or were, weren't that positive towards being mindful or mm -hmm. seeing mindfulness as a way of uh, mumbo jumbo. Mm -hmm. Whereas we, we, we find at least mindfulness for me is a way to build my resilience is a way to, uh, it's a way to build upon myself, but it's also a way for me not to go to that anxiety part. That's right. That's right. Or process it faster. Yeah. Go there and yeah. process it faster so it doesn't get all over everyone else. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think mindfulness is going to be like just a no-brainer. Definitely. Well, yeah, of course. Of course yeah. I need to do that. Like, it's just like, you know, I guess there was a time in history and people didn't think brushing their teeth was important. You know? You mentioned that. And you so, mentioned that one. So, like, yeah. You know, so, so, yes, of course, when you brush our yeah. teeth, we have to do it, you know, frequently. Yeah. Once a day, twice a day, how many ever times a day you yeah. do it, but definitely frequently. And the same thing with processing our anxiety, the same thing with being mindful. Um, it's it's a constant thing. You know, you did it, you did it right if you did it. And mm -hmm. just because it builds up again doesn't mean you did it wrong. You just got to do it again. Process it again. again. I want to thank you, Lisa, for mm -hmm. being my guest in this very unscripted interview. But I, I, I had so much. I'm not saying fun. I enjoyed and it was very inspiring to yeah. see you from this way and to listen to you from this way. And I want to close up. But please wait just a few minutes. I want to close up so that we... At least can uh, I can share with the viewers what the, who the next guest speaker is, and also uh, I would like to have a chat with you afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So for the the listeners, for those of you who are watching, um, upcoming Thursday I'm going to do a live session in Dutch. Uh, there is the next English session will be next week. Will be about employer branding. And upcoming Thursday will be uh, with Eileen out about Pretty in Business. She's the lady or she's the blogger behind prettybusiness.nl. And I'm going to talk about uh, with her about work attire, work business casual, and a lot of good examples about uh, business clothes. And I also have something to share that I am going to do a, um, a remote or a, a virtual session pump up the jam at work for you to boost your mood during work. I'm going to do that very soon. I'm going to create some announcements. So if you have any questions, just let me know at viva or at info at viva so that I can help you or at least let you know when uh, the date is going to be. It will be a webinar. And last but not least, I want to thank you. I want to thank Lisa, but I also want to thank all the listeners and the viewers who participated in this conversation. And your, if you are team uh, replay, let me know uh, what you think about this interview, but also let me know um, if you have something to share, a story to share. I will try to highlight it the next time. And uh, thank you for watching and please stay safe. Please stay safe. Bye.